Godspeed, John Glenn. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff. Two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Tower cleared. My name is Oscar, and I want to welcome you all to the Space Pod, a podcast where we talk all about space with, of course, room for more. On today's episode, we will look at the first living organisms to ever fly into space, animals. These brave little pioneers who really paved the way and even helped us understand how to navigate and survive this unknown environment. So fasten your seatbelts and prepare for blast off. Go ahead. Welcome to the weekly dose of space. Starting on Sunday, Spice Nine reentry of the Cargo Dragon was successful, made by SpaceX and NASA. On Monday, the James Webb Telescope reached its final destination, 1.5 million kilometers from Earth. On Tuesday, Roscosmos announced a new plans for their space program. This included a new space station for Russia, a two-hour flight trip to ISS, and a test flight of a new space capsule. On Wednesday, the Viper rover made some test drives and NASA's Ocean Melting Greenland completes its six-year-long mission, finding more about Greenland's glacier melting. The Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter found out that water on Mars actually flowed more recently than we thought by, just about a billion years earlier than we thought. The anticipated launch from Boeing Starliner is set to be sometime in May of this year. On Thursday, NASA's commemorated the tragic events from Apollo 1, Challenger STS-51L, and Columbia STS-107. NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab also names Dr. Lorraine Lachine as the next JPL director. Discovery Roger, go for deploy. Before we continue with our episode, please keep in mind that we are retelling the events as they happened years ago. We know that throughout the years, we have changed our own perspective on the topic of using animals as test subjects. And once again, we're just retelling the events as they happen on history. Before any human could even fly a suborbital flight test, scientists and engineers needed to really understand how space works and how the human body reacts to an environment unknown to us. But how could scientists be able to test this without sending anyone up to space? Well, the answer is having animals as test subjects. Since some animals share a similar genetic structure than us humans, it was only logical for scientists to be using animals as the first real adventures in the darkness of space. To some people, it is common knowledge that the first animal sent to space was made by the Soviet Union. But truth to be told, the Soviet Union was not entirely the first one to do so. Sure, it was the first one to send an animal to orbit the Earth, but not the first one to send animals to space completely. That achievement actually belongs to the United States, as in 1947, the USA launched a V-2 rocket from New Mexico. This rocket had its payload filled with fruit flies and are considered as the first animals ever sent to space, since the mission did a suborbital flight, reaching the barrier of space. Further missions of the V-2 sent other biological organisms like moss. By June 11, 1948, the USA decided to take a step further and launch a monkey for the first time, named Albert One. Not much is known about Albert as documentation is scarce, however we do know that a second predecessor, named appropriately Albert II, flew on July 14, 1949 on board the same type of rocket as his predecessor. Albert II reached an altitude of 83 miles without an impact as a parachute failure occurred. Albert III, another monkey that was destined to fly into space, also died at this time at mid-flight as the V-2 rocket in which he traveled exploded. <laughs> 
Ombud 4 was the last monkey to fly in a V2 rocket, who also died on impact on December 8, 1949, as another parachute failure occurred. A year later, on August 31st, 1950, another V2 rocket flew this time carrying a mouse, and once again, it did not survive the impact of re-entry. On September 20, 1951, a monkey named Jerik, this time was accompanied by 11 mice, flew on a different rocket named Ido B. Jerik was the first monkey to ever fly to space and come back alive. A similar flight was made on May 22, 1952, this time carrying two monkeys named Patricia and Mike and accompanied again by two mice named Mildred and Albert. All of them survived the flight trip. Behind the Iron Curtain, not much was publicly known about the Soviet space program, as most of their progress was kept secretive. As it would be natural at the height of the Cold War, the Soviets kept close tabs on the Americans, then this led to our friend Soviet rocket scientist Sergei Korolev try out a different approach to the same experiments made in the USA with the help of the biomedical expert Vladimir Jedusky. On August 15, 1951, two cannons named the Sik and Saigon, or Gypsy, were launched into suborbit and returned safely back to Earth. The Soviets continued their suborbital flights having a fair share of failures and successes. From what we know from the accounts of history is that most of the times the dogs escaped from their missions just before liftoff. For example, on the sixth flight, one of the dogs escaped and couldn't be found, so the flight crew found a replacement dog in a canteen and named her Sip. A Russian acronym for a substitute for missing dog Bobik, the name of the dog that escaped being Bobik. For anyone wondering if he did survive, the answer is yes. So if you remember last week, we talked about Sputnik and how it opened up the space race and made the leap of space travel from being a thing of science fiction to one of reality. Well, the Soviets decided during the production work of Sputnik, or how it was called at the time as Object PS, to build a more advanced Sputnik. This sparked a parallel work production on what it was designated as Object PS2. This Object PS2 satellite will be later renamed as Sputnik or Sputnik 2 and will be the responsible for carrying the most advanced accomplishment at the time. For the theme of this episode, of course, that is carrying a canine into orbit. A stray dog they adopted by the name of Laika was chosen and the reason for use of stray canines was because the Soviets thought that they were the perfect specimen to survive the unknown environments and effects of space travel. Laika was tucked inside a 13-foot high cone-shaped structure and on top of a Sputnik 727 rocket. Sputnik 2, besides having Laika in a separate cabin for her, also carried numerous scientific instruments. Sputnik 2 was launched on November 3, 1957. However, despite the success of the mission, something much sinister happened on the mission and even before it. You see, Sputnik's 2 mission was never intended to return back to Earth. So Laika was from the get-go destined to pass away on the stars as her space capsule would continue to orbit the Earth. Even so, what's weird is that the Soviets never reported on time her death. Originally, the Soviets reported to everyone that Laika's death happened t 7 days after launch. But in recent years, a report was rescued revealing that it was most likely that Laika perished from overheating at mere hours after liftoff. Even so, Laika was even planned to be euthanized through food poison in space on her 10th day in orbit, as there wasn't enough oxygen to last more than 10 days. What's even more creepy about this is that the beautiful starry sky people looked up from 1957 to 1958, there was not so much of a starry, beautiful sky as a dead animal crossing by without people even knowing existed. Just like its predecessor Sputnik 2 burned up as it re-entered the atmosphere after completing 162 days in orbit. On April 4th, 
1958. In the USA, after being once again left behind by the Soviet Union, they decided to step up their game and to accomplish the same as Laika, but this time with a plan to bring the animals safe and sound to Earth. Said that, on April 23rd, 1958, a mouse was launched in a test appropriately named Reentry 1. To talk about the results of the mission, well, that is ironically the name to be chosen, as the mouse never made it past the launch pad, dying in by an explosion occurred. A second mouse was launched in July 9, 1958, on board the Reentry 2 mission, but once again, the name was ironically incorrectly designated, dying just about half an orbit in space. Keep in mind, folks, Rockets experiment a lot of force in order to get up to space. The mouse that flew experienced nearly 60 times the force of gravity, and that is nearly 12 times what a Formula 1 car driver experiences while braking. That is why it's necessary for people to be very well trained and for space capsules needed to be safely designed the correct way. A third mouse named Vilky flew to space on July 23, 1958, and this time it did surprisingly well, but was lost at sea after flight. 14 mice were also lost on September 16, 1959, while they were on board a Jupiter rocket, which exploded. However, on December 13, 1958, a monkey named Gordo was launched on a Jupiter rocket. He survived the re-entry, but unfortunately died on splashdown when he drowned because of a floating mechanism failure. By May 28, 1959, on a Jupiter missile rocket, two monkeys named Abel and Baker flew to space and survived the trip. However, the trip was still suborbital. The year we're reaching in this story is 1959, and in the USA, history would be changed again thanks to an announcement that was made this year. This announcement will be the possibility for the first manned space flight. Discovery Houston, recommend a vector transfer to the BFS. It's undeniable that both space programs look a little bit too dark on this point. A lot of blood was spilled so humans could travel and explore the unknown. And it ponders the question if the scientific sacrifice justifies the end. For anyone wondering, numerous animals were sent to space in later years, although we will discuss them in further detail in the next episodes as their involvement in the space race overlaps with other events we will need to analyze and, of course, tell their events as they happened. Today's tests on animals are quite restricted and only small insects and small animals have been sent to test some of the effects for a long-duration mission in space all of them being returned safely compared to their historical counterparts. My name's Oscar. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. The link to both of them will be in the description. And until next time, I'll talk to you in the future. Goodbye. Trail stop. Roger, we'll stop, Discovery. Welcome back. A great ending to the new beginning.